Like Men Men's Leadership Podcast. We do this because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically based man of God. Act Like Men Podcast is sponsored by Men's Ministry Catalyst. Ministry is 42nd year designed just to do that, help churches, pastors, leaders reach men to make an impact in their community. My name is Wendell Morton. I'm the executive director and also the host of Men's Ministry Catalyst. Good to have you here. And the familiar voice you're used to is uh, Dale Udy. Dale, welcome as a co-host. Wendell, always good to be with you. We've got a great subject today that I think our men in the kingdom and certainly our churches and pastors need to hear. Amen. Privileged today to have Pastor Jeff Anderson. Jeff is in Colorado Springs, Colorado, for those that are not located here and don't know him. Uh, he was a pastor there for 25 years at a local church. Uh, has become the Faith Outreach Director for Congressman Doug Lamborn. I didn't even know they had those, to be honest with you. I'm so <laughs> glad you're in that role. And, yeah, there's uh, only a handful. There's only a handful of uh, Congress members who have it. Our vision and dream is that every member of Congress would, would serve their yeah. community this way. Wonderful. Absolutely. Nothing better than pulling the faith community together. And, hmm. and Jeff, I, I've known you for just a little while now, but you are tremendously networked in Colorado Springs in the faith community, probably beyond. Uh, you have an audience with pastors. You have an audience with the military. Uh, you're doing a phenomenal job there. And, and I'm I'm pleased to have you on today. We're pleased to have you as a, as a guest for our podcast. Well, thank you for including me. And I'm thrilled to be with you and share with your men. Good. Thank you. So as a pastor, let's go back to when you were pastoring in Colorado Springs. As a pastor um, for 25 years in one place, which is tremendous, by the way, um, what was the impact of men specifically on your congregation? What was your passion to reach the men of of your congregation and beyond? You bet. Well, Wendell, when I uh, came back to Colorado Springs, I'm actually a native. So I went to high school here and grew up here, which is, I think, a key part of the networking success that we've had. But when I I had the privilege of coming back as a, as a brand new married man, had a little baby on the way. And um, when I got involved with Grace Bible Church, boy, I I just realized how desperately I needed men's ministry. Well, that was the early nineties. And as you remember what was happening in Colorado in the early nineties is the promise keeper movement. The promise keepers movement really gave some direction to me as to the importance of men's ministry in my life, but also in the, in the church. And it gave me a structure. It gave me a plan to follow. So the first time I went to a um, Promise Keepers rally, it was a train the trainers type of deal. It was leaders rally. It was at the um, CU Events Center. And I, there was about, I don't know, 3,000 men, leaders, that were worshiping, hearing the word of God, getting a structure. And so I went home after Wednesday and Thursday and I called a bunch of the men in the church and said, guys, you need to come up for this weekend. I, I, literally a two-day warning. And we ended up having about 30 men come Friday night and Saturday, the Promise Keepers. Oh, wow. And that That's just awesome. launched what we did for men's ministry. Oh. And so, you know, there are a lot of things I didn't figure out. But um, one thing I did is, is I had a heart for other men. Hmm. And I started realizing there's two really important keys for men's ministry. Uh, the first one, at least for me, was the fellowship, the iron sharpening iron. Yeah, Two are better yeah. than one idea. 
yeah. a recognition that, that men need um, godly men, other godly friends who are going to provoke them uh, to love their families. That's mm. where it really started is I needed men to help me figure out what it was to be a godly husband, godly yeah. dad, and yeah. then yeah. provide the encouragement and the accountability to follow through on those things. And then the second thing, man, just to develop a love for the Bible. Oh, Wendell, mm. we, need, we needed the Bible. We need to memorize it, study it, uh, become familiar with it. We need to be passionate about it. I, I just think that the biblical illiteracy of our culture has made men impotent. Mm. And I think the most important thing we could offer is not only the fellowship of relationship, but that provoking men to really know and love the word of God. Well said. Well, that's awesome, Jeff. Thanks for that history on that. Uh, yeah, I was part of Promise Keepers, and what a what a thrill to see God work in uh, ways that we knew was supernatural because it couldn't have been anything that anybody did. It was just well, some, of, some of the key ideas they had, Wendell, and I think you still follow this and believe this. But when they introduced me the the whole idea of a uh, of a um, man, what was the idea? It was upside down upside down triangle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. What do you call it? a funnel? So it was a funnel oh. of ministry. And it said, Hey, yep. look, up here at the top, we have a huge men's gathering, and that can, yep. that can provoke yep. them. But the goal yep. is to get beyond that men's gathering down into mm-hmm. weekly Bible studies and eventually yep. down into one to one discipleship. And oh, when they gave me that model, that plan, I said, Okay, now we know what, what we're going to do. There's a reason we're going to do a men's breakfast every month. There's a reason yep. we're going to go yep. out and, 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 uh, work on a river, you know, as far as fishing a river or whatever. There's a reason we're going to do those activities because the goal is keep pushing them down that funnel until they have meaningful relationships. Mm. Absolutely. One other thing I would add to that, Jeff, that you you said, you know, two keys, fellowship and a love for the Bible. I love those, by the way. And and I I know some of the other things you do as it relates to teaching and uh, around the world and and getting people certified in that. But um, the the thing that the umbrella over all that, Jeff, that you did that so many pastors don't, is that you took it personally. This is my mission. I am not letting these men get away from me, get away from the word, get away yeah. from each other. I'm. It's not. I mean, it's a non-negotiable for you. I know that by you. Well, well and here's and here's why. I started working with the youth group, and I said I could spend all my time with all these youth members. But but what a waste of time if their dad isn't involved in them. Exactly. We did children's ministry. What are we going to do for children's ministry? We're going to reach out to all the youth in the in the community. But if we're not bringing dads along who will bring them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so I, I just see men's ministry as the foundational ministry for a church. Mm, absolutely. Well, it's the statistic, Jeff, is that 93% of the time when a man comes to faith in Christ, his whole family comes. Yeah. Seven percent, if children come, do they bring their family? Thirteen percent, if the mom comes, does their family come on board? So, I mean, just but just from a business perspective, you have to invest in men because that's where the generations begin to be touched, right? Psalm seventy-eight. It's the it's the future. It's this generation. We're getting it from our forefathers, giving it to our children and children yet to be born. So, oh. it's a, it's a here's the other thing. I learned based on what you just said, if, if we build our church based on an Awana program, um, yep. you're, yep. you're, you're going to lose those kids by the time they go off to college. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're saved. You do. But, you do. Or if you just build it on a youth ministry, well, yeah, you're, you're going to run out of pizza and popcorn and, yep. and entertainment. Yep. Yep. I'm not saying neglect them. No, I'm just no. saying the best way to invest in them is to invest in their dads. Yep. 
Yep. And have their dads involved in the children's ministry. And there are some children whose dads are not going to be involved. And so they need a surrogate father. Yeah, so that's sure. that's where the church needs to be. It's not just the men's events and activities. It's the men scattered throughout the church being the dad, the responsible dad voice and figure to children who don't have dads. And exhibit A of that was Howard Hendricks. Howard Hendricks was at that very first Promise Keepers. And when he began describing a bunch of young um, men that had been impacted in his life, he described how many of them were still serving the Lord. Well, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm in. I got to go back and I got to invest in my men. You know, one of one of the great quotes of uh, Dr. Howard Hendricks was the fact that he said, you know, if you want to influence people, you can do that from a distance. But if you want to impact them, that's up close. And I think that's what you're pointing out. Getting guys involved in that ministry and being up close, that's where the leadership part comes in. Now, here's something I want to confess to you guys, because I think you guys have some answers for this. But what I'm going to confess is I never figured out as a pastor how to multiply that men's ministry without me doing it all. So, I mean, if we had six men, if we had six men's Bible studies that were prospering, it's because I was meeting with these guys every morning of the week. There's got to be someone who can come and teach people how to multiply it so that a, a young pastor doesn't kill himself. So that, I'm just trying to throw a bone to you, Wendell. <laughs> this is why we need you guys. Is we need help learning how to multiply our ministry. Yeah, uh, part of the thing that Men's Ministry Catalyst does is provide structure. And the first thing beyond you and the vision of the pastor is building a council, a group of men who are committed to the long term of multiplying themselves. And so, yeah, they may start a Bible study, but they have to find somebody in that Bible study or small group that's going to go start another one. They have to take it down to the next level where where it's not up to the pastor because the pastor can't do it all. You got to do everything. Well, I think that that may be a message I want to give to some pastor friends that are listening now. Don't take the guilt trip. Don't feel like this is your responsibility. I think you need right. to come realize, man, I need someone like Men's Ministry Catalyst who's able to k- kind of take us to a whole different level. So yeah. I, I don't think there's any shame in that. As a matter of fact, I think no, you could be the best, no. best, best friend. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just in Amarillo meeting with the church, and the pastor is just what you confessed. He said, you know, if, if it happens, it happens because I do it. It doesn't happen because somebody else has taken a step. And he brought a, a great group of leaders of, of men who want to do something. They just don't have a clue what to do. They'll do it once they're trained and equipped and feel like God has enabled them to lead other men and to yeah. share their yeah. life in a way that that uh, that does that. Um, I'd love to talk about love for the Bible. We'll save that for another one. I do want to spend a few minutes on uh, what you're doing in the community and trying to reach community for Christ because it. it a revival is bigger than a church. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you connect? Yeah. Well, I think we got revival all backward. We think a revival is a bunch of people coming into a special service that you have and flooding the altar. That's right. That, as I understand, revival is everyone leaving the church and influencing their yeah. community. That's and, right. And, um, that's what we need to do. Well, all right. So after 25 years of pastoral ministry, uh, the Lord launched me into a more of a community outreach. Uh, some people would use the, the term apostolic, kind of more of a broad reach ministry yep. where yep. Congressman Lamborn said, hey, we need to reach the faith community. Yep. And what I figured out is that this role in this office, a congressional office, is a great place to convene, to pull people together. Yep. So, Wendell, this yep. is a couple of key things I want to share. 
when he hired me, I was supposed to just go and schmooze ministry executives and pastors and tell them the services that a congressional office can provide. And, and sure, that's worthwhile. But when I got in there, I realized, wow, there's a power to convene. I've been praying for years and years about Colorado Springs because I see all these ministries that have come into Colorado Springs. And I think they have to have come for more than a beautiful mountain and a nice walk Absolutely. through the Garden of the Gods. Yep. Yep. But yep. everyone has a tendency to do their own thing. So yep. this office became an answer to the prayers that I made that said, can we pull the community together? So as an example, if we're going to address student suicide as a community, which is a problem here in the Front Range, Mm-hmm. We need to bring in FCA, Young Life, Youth for Christ, the YMCA. We need to bring in schools, mental health. We need to bring everyone around the same table and figure out what we can do together to bring some yep. solutions for our community yep. rather than someone doing yep. their own thing. Yeah. 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 But when yep. we got some answers on that and started seeing some progress of people working together, then we had the opportunity to pull prison ministries together and say, okay, yep. what can we do as prison ministries together? men's ministry. I think one of the keys, and, and I'm not just saying this, Wendell, because I'm talking to you. One of the keys for our culture right now is we've got to recover men's ministry. And so we have the opportunity of gathering men, men's leaders who are ministering to veterans or gathering young men together yeah. and, and just helping provoke them and say, what can we do together to help yeah. establish a generation of young Christian leaders? And And here's what I believe. I believe the Lord has taken the church out of the four walls of the building Amen. and he's, he's establishing Daniel like influencers. Why do I use him as an example? Well, King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon had a dream that troubled him. He had, he had a problem and nobody had any solutions. Wendell, there was no, the wise man, the astrologers, nobody could give up any answers, but God had brought in a, a spirit filled word based Christian who knew God. And Daniel was able to bring solutions that nobody else had. I think that is what God is doing in our day. In education, he's, he's using Daniel-like educators to bring solutions. Uh, yeah. in, in law enforcement, Daniel-like justice reform or Daniel-like I mean, medical health industry. So I think that the revival that's happening is more than people just coming into the church building and filling pews. I think yeah. this is influence on every sphere of our, of our culture. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the Acts 1-8. It's a Matthew 28. It's a, you know, we got to go out to, you know, um, our own our own place before we go beyond. And if we're not, if we don't have the guts to witness to our neighbor, why do we have the guts to go some other country and, and feel like we're doing doing a phenomenal things? God yeah. has called us to make an impact right where we are. I mean, he placed us in our neighborhoods because that's where he wants us. He placed us in the workplace that we're in because that's where he wants us. And that's where he needs an ambassador. That's what our, our mission and calling is. And, and we believe that, that men need to lead the way. When men lead the way, the wives are protected, the children have a model, and they grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord because of a strong man who serves, who loves, who care for, who nurtures, and who's involved, but who's strong in his faith. and, and will Brother. Brother, I agree 100%. And here's the challenge I'd give to anyone who's in a pastoral ministry. This generation of men, and especially our sons, I'm talking about Gen X, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them. Dude, they want their whole life to count. They don't want to just serve Jesus on Sunday. They don't just want to serve Jesus by being an usher uh, or working in the tree of church. They want what God has called them to, to make a difference. They're They're ready to launch. So here's what I would do. I would make every Sunday a commissioning Sunday. Every Sunday, I'd be laying hands on somebody, praying for them, 
And if they're teachers, let's send them out with a blessing and anointing yeah. of the church. Yeah. If they're yeah. businessmen, let's send them out with blessing. Yes. I'd be laying hands on everybody. And uh, right. coaches, how about this one, Wendell? If mm-hmm. you have coaches, p- people who are coaching little league or high school or wherever they're, I would figure out how to lay hands on those guys and bless them and say, you as a yeah. coach have yeah. far yeah. more influence than anyone yeah. in this church. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My junior high basketball coach was the one who changed my life. So just to your story, I was a sophomore, freshman, actually freshman as, as JV. And he was uh, he was a big man, 6'8", uh, played college ball himself. But he he was a tender soul and he cared about us. Oh, yeah, he pushed us. We, we pushed to win. We were not on the court to lose. But the character was the thing that transformed me. He'd open the gym on a Saturday or a Sunday, and he'd go around and pick up guys if they couldn't get there. And, and just the Wendell. chance to be together and share his Wendell, you're, you're firing me up. So my son, my youngest son, we have five children. My youngest son just finished college. He became a, a junior high PE teacher and basketball oh, coach. Bless and he's bringing, he's bringing total cultural transformation to that school because yeah. he's there yeah. every day. He's interacting with teachers and helping kids and, make sure that they're eligible. Yeah, teachers are yeah, thrilled yeah. because the kids are doing their homework. Yeah. And now Zeb comes home every night at nine o'clock exhausted, but he comes running into my room saying, dad, I, I know that I'm having more influence than any youth pastor. Cause I'm with these kids all day long. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And youth pastors one or two hours a week, maybe. And it's in a, a large group, not a small mm. group. And it doesn't, it uh, doesn't have the same impact. Boy, you blessed me. Steph just received the call today that he's going to be the varsity uh, head coach now for that basketball program. So, wow. uh, so fabulous. Proud, proud Papa, seeing God's favor <laughs> on my kid. Now, uh, hey, listen, your basketball schedule just got filled up, didn't it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he's recruiting it's, it's, me. He's recruiting me it, to be his JV assistant coach. So I'm not sure. I I'm love not it. <laughs> I love it. That'd be awesome. Like you need something else to do. That's phenomenal. That's great. Jeff, you're a blessing, brother. I I thank God you're where you are. I thank God that uh, we got connected. You, you're just a, you're not a you're not a networker. You're a creator. Uh, you mm. bring people together in a way that some phenomenal things can happen as a result. And so I thank God for what you're doing in Colorado Springs. I thank God for the privilege of uh, networking with you, and connecting with you. And um, I, we don't usually do this, but I want to have a quick prayer just over you and your family and what you're trying to do and. Uh, even on the podcast as it goes to whomever. Father, I just lift uh, Jeff to you, Pastor Jeff. I thank you for his call to a community, not just a church, uh, yeah. as as passionate and as great as that is, but to a community, the network with other churches, the network with with people of faith uh, in, in paraministries, trying to accomplish a, a community transformation through mm-hmm. Christian leaders. And we thank you for that, Father. I pray a blessing upon him. I pray protection around him. I pray, Father, that the evil one would have no place in his yeah. life. I pray for healing in his family. I pray for hope as they continue to reach the generations yet to be born. We pray your blessing now on Jeff and his family and his ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, Bless thanks you guys. for joining us today. This, is, uh, this has been a great topic, great conversation, and certainly very, very encouraging to me. Just a reminder for all of you listeners, we do release a new podcast on the first and third Thursdays of every month. Um, you can listen to podcasts wherever uh, you consume it normally or on our website. Thank you for joining us again today. You're the reason we exist. God bless you.